I don't know if I was fully ready for the record button just now. I've I've hyped it up a little because I've taken a little bit of a hiatus from publishing and um, putting out some new episodes. (sighs) So (laughs) I have no idea where I'm going with it today. I just actually got that clarity um, and inspired to drop an episode right now and I was like oh wow it does happen anyone who's in um, the creative arts or creative profession knows what this is like because we just we cannot control um, and predict when that alignment and that opening and that clarity and divine inspiration organic, authentic, whatever we have all these words for for different things um, really just flows through us in such a way that you feel like you can breathe again you're like there it is you know it almost brings me to tears And that happened today as a result of the slightest shift that I made for myself um, earlier. I woke up, I had a headache. I have my own um, cycles (laughs) I'm going through, um, the normal womanly cycles. And by the way, we don't talk. I mean, I'm getting all shy about just talking about my biology. That's ridiculous. So I'm going to just, you know, not (laughs) be silly about that. Um, so it's funny, but women are, our womanly cycles and our period and my period, our periods as women, um, is one thing. And then on top of that, I haven't shared this on this podcast yet. I have recently, um, this spring, had surgery um, minor or mediumly. What's the word for that? Um, like it's like not minor or major (laughs) just a nice mid mildly invasive surgery um and it resulted in me finding out I have endometriosis so on top of um some other you know interesting journeys in my life as a human being here on earth, do do do. That's one of them. So my um, cycle can sometimes be really painful. So on top of, um, I'm still healing from something I have talked about on other episodes called CIU. Um, it's uh, 
chronic idiopathic urticaria. Um, sometimes it's really very, very minimally affecting my life. Other times I get kind of like a flare up and it's just still on my hands and they just hurt sometimes. So I had uh, a trifecta of, um, physical ailments hitting me this morning. Um, I gotten a lot of good sleep. In fact, um, some better quality sleep that I've been needing for a while, but I woke up and I had a headache and had these other um, elements all going on. And I was supposed to have a client call today and I just needed to reschedule it. And that was not easy for me. Um, this is potentially an important client or not even potentially important in an important client, um, a, a big booking or a major booking. And, um, I just had to tap into my security again. And I was like, ironically, um, mm, tangent, <laughs> tangent time. I feel like I could have like a little, like, if this was like a YouTube episode, it could be like, Chris has tangents time for a tangent. No, but, um, it's not really uh, unrelated. It's actually quite related. Um, this is the journey of listening to my storytelling. Welcome. If you haven't already been introduced to how I do these um, episodes and how I storytell, this is how it goes. You think that you're on a tangent until you see it all loop around and you're like, oh, I had no idea. It's kind of like an episode of, of something fun to watch on TV. Um, only this is vocal and um, it's just off the top of my noggin. <laughs> my cute little noggin. <laughs> um, this is my art. This is my craft. <laughs> Woo! So... <laughs> And I get a hoot at it, a hoot and holler, holler um, we've got some sort of, um, Southern theme today. Um, I just had, I have a girlfriend who just is on her way to Tennessee today. So we've been joking about, um, using the terms y'all, um, and whatnot, but, uh, I also laugh at myself, um, and I'm, I'm, laugh with myself, I guess you could say. It's very joyful for me, um, which is important these days, by the way. (laughs) BTW. Um, Life has felt heavy. I don't know if other people have been feeling it, but man, it's just like here in California, we're going through our fire season again. But even right before that, just um, I've had a heavy heart this year. I mean, last two years. What, who are we kidding? It's, it's not been easy, you know? Um, let's just, you know, call it what it is. Like, why are people so quick to have like pandemic amnesia, you know, like (laughs) y'all, y'all are walking around like nothing happened. You know, a lot of people are just like in this state of energy that does feel a little, um, well, you know, like one of the stages of grief. I don't know, almost like, um, type of denial or avoidance, uh, getting, getting back to normal life, quote unquote. Um, when we all know there is no such thing, there is no such thing as going back to anything that was before because we've all changed. 
there's no such thing. And regardless of that, there are other things um, in play here. Like we're not completely out of the first um, element, the first factors, the first uh, variables of the of the first pandemic, the the COVID nineteen. And we also all know that this has mutated, and there's a another variable, not one to be you know necessarily doom and gloom about. That's actually very natural if you know how how these things do occur and have occurred in the past. Um, that there's, that this doesn't just change, you know, entirely overnight and that there's a huge shift in general, right? I mean, these things have happened in the past when we've had huge pandemics, um, or plagues or diseases affect the culture indefinitely. It affects you know, human history. Um, what was it like in the fifties? Like a lot of the rise of, of, you know, being hyper hygienic came from, from some of these, uh, I think the, the first, I actually, I'm, I'm speaking out of turn here. I don't really know what I'm talking about, but it's something like, um, must not have been, Measles and smallpox were way before that, but the point is, um, these things affect our culture indefinitely. And if we want to get back, you know, the pendulum swings from one side to the other and to move forward, um, it might serve us to, to be aware of that and not necessarily try and swing backwards. Like that doesn't really make any sense to me. So Anyways, there's a whole thing with um, with that and, you know, possible denied collective grief, you know, um, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, point being, that's why it has, for me, sometimes weighed heavy on my heart. I do feel like some of us who are watching, you know, have a certain awakening to these bigger themes in the collective, um, it does weigh heavy, um, to have a certain awareness and, um, and that's okay, but it doesn't mean to be stuck there either (laughs) and be all doom and gloom all the time. Um, you know, we do still move on and carry on with our lives and remember that, um, try to remember some patience for ourselves and each other and for the collective. So anyways, I did say that this was going to be a small tangent. It turned out to be a very large one and I don't remember where I was. So give me a second. (laughs) Have some faith in your girl. Um, we'll get there. (laughs) Oh, so, um, that's what I was saying is interesting. I had a headache. I had a trifecta of physical ailments hitting me this morning after actually having probably quite healing sleep or a better attunement to my sleep as far as like this space I can get into, um, in deeper levels of consciousness. 
um, or, or high, deeper or higher. <laughs> Interesting that we use both of those terms just to mean expanded levels of consciousness. Um, and what I was saying was interesting about endometriosis is I looked up uh, endometriosis in my book, which I talk about a lot, uh, the Louise Hayes um, You Can Heal Your Life book. I should definitely just make a sponsored segment in here because I plug it so much and I am so into it um, and I'm happy to do so. Um, incredible work um, and an incredible blueprint for some of the um, practice of connecting uh, emotional thought pattern patterns, possible consciousnesses to our physical ailments and understanding the relationship between them and then becoming our own alchemist, becoming our own healers in that sense. And so what I think is interesting about this is the affirmation, um, one of the um, consciousness patterns around endometriosis and uh, written in her book, Um, And again, it's just a blueprint. It's definitely something to expand upon. Um, I want to, just like any good yoga teacher, I want to give out that caveat to any of you who are listening that um, when you're doing that type of work, um, which also seeks out to find your own affirmations, that you can start, it's almost like training wheels, like start with the book and, you know, definitely use her affirmations if it resonates with you or if it kind of sort of resonates with you it can be ish right um and from there uh you can start practicing yourself with kind of fine-tuning that and you'll find that you can come up with your own affirmations for these types of things so um to bring it back to my point the ail the consciousness behind one of the consciousnesses behind my particular condition is insecurity and that insecurity is is deep too we're not talking about a a surface-based type of insecurity like um oops do i have something in my teeth type of thing like or is my hair looking funky today we're talking about um secure attachments and secure attachments come from you know time over time having learned that security from our childhood, from our, from our parents. Um, and it can be a spiritual, um, you know, thing as well. So for me, there's some deeper things around that and, um, also around financial security. And so this is why I think it's, um, really cool and interesting is what I needed to, I didn't know that I wasn't, this is, this was not a part of my, um, cognitive thinking process at the moment. I, this was all intuitive, intuitive based and practice based. So after you, you know, when you practice over and over again, you start getting, um, guided in a certain way by your, by your higher wisdom and by, you know, whatever that, um, connection to God or source or guidance. Um, it can be angelic. It could be anything, whatever that is for you. Um, it's a guidance that, allows for not just our own, you know, again, human logistical thought process, cognitive thought process. It's part of that. The thought, the cognitive thought process is definitely a part of that, but it allows room for that, um, organic, authentic, authentic, intuitive, um, 
process. And so I was supposed to have this phone call today and I just felt like I don't have the bandwidth for it. Um, in human time, that would have been like maybe a 30 minute talk. And in energetic time, in bandwidth, um, I know that I want to put a certain for, uh, I want to put forth a certain type of attention and care. Um, the type of work I do with these clients is important, and I offer my undivided attention and comfort and um, clarity. And you know, people are really nervous about um, booking these services. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it a mystery for you all, or maybe I won't. I don't know, but. Um, I'm very, and I, I do a certain type of guiding and guidance into holding that space for them. So I know what it takes from me. And it's not just the commitment of my, you know, minutes. It doesn't, that doesn't really matter. It's the life force energy that I give to it. It's a piece of my heart. Well, like I do everything, right? Um, I like to give in that way. Um, and... I also have to balance that out with what I need um, from myself. And obviously today I was like, oh shit, like I'm struggling because my body is telling me, you know, hey, like we're missing you. You know, we need you right now. That undivided, you know, high quality of love that you're giving out to the world, we, we need you. We need that back today. We need that. So, so some, something so simple, something as simple as rescheduling this phone call and knowing the verbiage around it, by the way, too, these things, um, are sometimes overlooked. Sometimes I overlook them myself. How much is taking me to learn differently? You, like, you think that this would just come second nature, but it does not come second nature to me to have a type of verbiage that is neither apologetic nor, um, arrogant right and I just simply said you know uh, can we reschedule this for tomorrow at a certain time um, and at first I, I came I, at first I, I tried to like have a, an excuse or a reason and then I kind of corrected myself which is something that I could do in text format or in, in writing and um, just simply um, communicated what I needed to communicate. And what's interesting about the um, Louise Hay affirmation that I was mentioning and the connection of the physical ailment and the consciousness is that I actually had to shift in the space first before I could find the communication for it. And the space that I shifted in was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm offering a valuable service. Um, this person isn't completely committed and booked yet. And it's over um, the holidays, which is a highly sought out time. And I'm going to be okay. It was like this practice of my relationship 
with the universe. God, source, the unknown, the great mystery, you name it. And I actually shifted into that space in just like the blink of an eye, just like a moment. And that's when I knew what I needed to say. And it was just like a a simple sentence. And I know that this seems like a big story to just go for like one little thing. Like, okay, so you rescheduled a client, like no big deal. But what I'm trying to say is this one small shift, and I'm big on um, sharing about these small things on my podcast because these tiny course corrections in our lives is what make up a life. And it's so beautiful. And it's also so relieving to remember, you know, in our such like overly inundated mindset, um, mainly from like a patriarchal type of a way or our culture, the way that we uh, carry out productivity and capitalism and you name it. A lot of times we think in these big, huge shifts, you know, even in personal, in the personal development um, culture, the mindset coaching industry, it's like often seeking out big breakthrough. Oh, you know, get this big breakthrough. And in my life, the most inspiring things have been these smaller and the most sustainable. Um, I can sustain you know, small breakthroughs like every week, every day. And your my growth is, is still very much exponential. Um, you don't need to have some blowout break. Like we are, our culture is definitely desensitized <laughs> and overstimulated. And we do that in everything that we do. And we do that even in personal development. We do it like even kind of in spirituality and, and healing and and even, you know, with the big shift of, of more people embracing and accepting mental health as something important and more important these days and less shameful, we might still accidentally kind of project that, you know, concept of like, go big or go home. It must be this big, huge shift even in our journey in mental health. And I love just debunking a lot of that and reiterating and emphasizing the sustainability and the importance of acknowledging these small shifts that make up a lifetime and they make you who you are and who you are is so fucking beautiful you know and who we are who I am and who we continue to grow to be. And as we grow, we do make these shifts because, you know, the ways that we are not anymore, they just kind of slough off at the bottom. And the ways that we are keep on building up at the top, the way that our genes actually reproduce is very similar. That's how we age. They're Xerox copies, basically, a copy of a copy. It's how our body replenishes cells. Um... That's why we, our skin sheds, you know? So literally, spiritually and um, psychologically and emotionally, this is how our world, you know, our own internal world continues to grow. This is a very natural process to 
being alive. Maybe not one that we talk enough about or understand, but um, this is the soul's journey as well to rejuvenating, (laughs) right? I mean, it makes sense. If the body can do it physically, why aren't we doing it non-physically? It doesn't make any sense. Why haven't we been doing this? Why would we even resist that? It doesn't, you know, or not um, be invested or interested in learning and talking about it and, and having guidance around it and whatnot. And this is what we call in our day and age spirituality. You know, I understand that. I joke about it all the time and I, you know, challenge our idea of that all the time because would it really be spirituality if we were that, if we were that, if we were at a point where we were already that awakened to um, a certain level of adult authenticity? Like when we're little, it's very easy for us to just be present and authentic. As we grow older, we become totally fragmented and inauthentic and then when we come across someone who's a little bit more aligned we're like oh my god they're spiritual and we think it's like some sort of messiah it's like the um adventures of the messiah the illusions book by richard bach you know like his introductory story is all about how everyone thinks that this person's like a messiah and they're not really they're just you know sloughing off um what does not serve them anymore and continuing to grow towards what does serve them and um, spiritually in a flow, a natural flow state of shedding, just like our skin sheds, just like our cells rejuvenate and then slough off and then rejuvenate. And if it happens similar to the way that it happens physically, it does not happen in these like unrealistic blockbuster movie, weird fantasy type of thinking it it does not happen that way our cells you do not wake up one day with all brand new bones and skin and um eyesight and cellular makeup no you have tiny teeny tiny little cells that die every single day and teeny tiny little cells that are born (laughs) i don't know if you could say born that um you know, replace them, right? And thus, results in the smallest particles, even in your own home, that create something called dust, and then you dust it off. It's tiny. It's teeny tiny. That is such the journey of the self. It's the same. It's so small, you all. (laughs) Y'all. It's just... It's not a blockbuster movie. <laughs> it doesn't need to be. Fuck, you guys would go, we all would go insane. If you woke up day after day with such um, paradigm shifts that were like that dramatic, you'd fucking lose your mind. It needs to be small. <laughs> Come on, love yourself enough to know that these small changes um, absolutely need to be that way, right? And again, 
um, have some sort of practice. So that way you, you know, a ritual um, that does specifically intentionally allow for the things that need to, those little tiny cells um, that are dying every day to slough off, you know, turn into dust and allow for the space for the new, new ones to appear, you know, regenerate. That's what they do. They regenerate. I mean, they're not born because they're not a, uh, it's like thinking, is that a eukaryote or a prokaryote? I don't know. My biology comes into the, our talks quite often, but it's definitely, um, um, ballpark <laughs> ballpark biology I, I'm not exact on that y'all could y'all I can't bring you <laughs> you all can look up um, the exact metaphorical um, connections that I'm making here I just thought that's like an SAT thing too right like to do um, these types of comparisons. There is someone I would love to refer you all to um, at this point in the conversation uh, named Bruce Lipton. He's um, a brilliant biologist who makes a lot of spiritual connections. Um, He writes a book called The Biology of Belief and um, similar to how my brain works, I guess you could say, um, or my knowing or my um, wisdom or journey has um, unfolded to combine both uh, science and spirituality, he also has that kind of flavor, that kind of take on it. And so if you're interested in that um, and diving deeper into that, I would definitely um, utilize that resource. Bruce Lipton, um, the book is called Biology of Belief. And so with that, I'm going to close up here and... um, kind of come full circle in this meditative talk today and leave it at that. That's pretty much the story I wanted to tell. Um, well, actually, I, I didn't know which story I was, tell- I was telling. I was actually thinking about um, animal sovereignty before I got into the episode, which, you know, I'm sure, like, again, I can, so one of my skills is I can connect everything. (laughs) I can take myself and you all on a journey of connect, connection. Um, however, we're not gonna, (laughs) we're not gonna, um, continue down that rabbit hole, I guess, so to say, so to, so to speak today. Um, so the point being that this small, decision that I made for myself, um, small shift actually, it, again, the, the decision and the communication came almost at the same time, if not, you know, just seconds after the actual shift in my heart, in my beingness, in my, um, growth. And just that, um, it was really cool that, the affirmation for one of my, you know, ailments um, in this case is I am secure. And it was from that place of financial security, from that place of opportunistic security, 
Um, I think that might be something also that we're taught is like you have to um, take these opportunities at any cost type of thing versus like, no, there's a million, God, you know, if you pass up a million opportunities, God will give you a million and one. Now, it doesn't mean that that be the place of justification if um, you're not feeling deserving of these opportunities. Um, But what it does mean is there's no pressure. There's no inherent, you know, voice saying like, if you don't do this, you're like not a successful person or something bad's going to happen to you. That is the consciousness that I'm continuing to unravel throughout my whole life that came both from the society I grew up in and um, from that like go-getter type of um, household. And while I would like to keep, you know, um, keep the best and release the rest, I love that I'm ambitious and I love, you know, um, wanting to better myself to a degree. But the whole idea at any cost is dangerous, outdated, and ridiculous. I'm done with it, right? Like, no, it's not at any cost. That's, that's ridiculous. And this idea around the, the fear that, that fuels it, the scarcity that fuels it versus the security. And this whole idea, like, oh no, if we had a society of secure, healthy individuals, nothing would ever get done. That's all bullshit. When we are in a place of that kind of profound security, magic happens like this podcast episode. It is an opening of love for self and love for others. And whatever is created from that opening is fucking divine and magical and healing and perfect just as it is. We will all be naturally gravitated towards our gifts, whatever that is that day that we can offer. There's so much generosity from there. I feel more generous than ever right now because I made one small shift in my day that I needed. And I commute by, by doing that, I communicated to myself such a deep level of self-respect and love. And interestingly, interestingly enough, I know I said I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna stretch y'all. This is like bonus material after the, like the first, um, you know, cycle of storytelling. I know I wasn't gonna stretch y'all for um, how that relates to animal sovereignty, but believe me, it actually does. It's um, a certain type of um, profound um, type of love that comes from respect. And this is what I'm gonna leave you all with. Um, this is a little bonus piece. Is um, I'm gonna get the card out right now because this is what was coming to me right before I started this episode. And it's from, so you have three um, resources I've given you all today. One is um, Louise Hay's book, You Can Heal Your Life, um, published by the Hay House. The other is um, Biology Belief by Bruce Lipton. 
then this last one is the Toltec um, Wisdom card deck, a voice of uh, the voice of knowledge by Don Miguel Ruiz. And these are just cards. They're not um, tarot cards specifically. They're just cards um, with little um, affirmations and sayings. And of course, I have this one up right here. Oh, so beautiful. Mm. (sighs) Has a picture of a pig kissing the forehead of a little pug dog. And so also here, you guys are getting, if you, if you've, here's a special treat to anyone who's lasted this long on my podcast today. Um, I'll reveal what the, the big secret, um, service, (laughs) secret service. I didn't even mean to do that. What the big secret service is of, um, this client or of these clients. I do home and pet care. And I teach, um, one of the things I do, (laughs) um, I have some of my own resistance to it, trust me, because I love doing it, but I'm also still branching out my life coaching business and my women's groups. (laughs) I keep feeling like I have to either, or I, you know, sometimes feel like it has to be either or, and, um, I forget it can be and all. At the same time, because I am feeding and nourishing all these endeavors all at the same time, I'm also having to be very patient with myself, like very, very patient with myself. So um, that's what the thought process was before I got onto the podcast. I was thinking about dog walking and how I've taught people how to walk their dogs. And inherently, it's actually teaching sovereignty, animal sovereignty, and sovereignty of all sentient beings is really what it it teaches in a lot of ways. And, um, it reminded me of this card. And so the card said, says, um, respect is one of the greatest expressions of love. And on the back, it says, if other people try to write your story, it means they don't respect you. They consider that you're not a good artist who can write your own story, even though you were born to write your own story. Um, In general, it just makes me think of the ultimate and profound respect for our planet and for all sovereign beings. And with that, you know, it's like perfect ending to our episode today, you know, namaste and all. (laughs) This does almost rhyme. Ah! (laughs) so funny I'm not even I was like should I I say it Um, I was doing like some spoken word um, poetry off the top of my head this last weekend um, with my partner so it's kind of funny I'm like oh that's where some of that comes from Um, so um, yeah so this this card deck is called The Voice of Knowledge, and it's by, it's by Don Miguel Ruiz. And again, it says, respect is one of the greatest expressions of love. And so remember that for yourself, that self-respect is one of the greatest expressions of love. And through that self-respect, you teach others to do the same. Love to all. Peace to all. Namaste. Hope you all have a great day. <laughs>